What's going on? What's going on? Hey, what's up, everybody? And welcome back to the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. My name's Jason Bear. I'm Rex Rebo. At Armed and Hilarious. And we are live and in person and actually in the same place at the same time today for this special, special bonus episode of the Digital Toilet Paper Podcast. What's going on, guys? Yeah. How was your trip down from the north? It was terrible, but I'm here <laughs> and uh, that's all that matters. I was hit with three of the worst rainstorms I have ever driven in in my entire life, like back to back to back. And I was like crossing the Tennessee-Georgia border and was like, this is the best time I've ever made. I've only had one stop for gas, no traffic at all. And like literally as it's going through my head, just torrential downpour. <laughs> and then got hit in Atlanta and just torrential downpour terrible traffic. And then as I'm coming into Florida, like standstill traffic because the rain was so bad. So it was terrible, but I'm here and that's all that matters. And it was well worth it to see your beautiful face. It's, you're right, but welcome back to the South yes. for hurricane season. Yes. Right? Oh, and what a great way to come <laughs> in too. Like, yeah. Just yeah. warm and wet. Yes, yeah. Warm and wet. Like all of our favorite things. Mm. And Hilarious, how was your, your weekend into the Monday? Um, how was Chicago? It, indeed, it was Chicago this weekend. Uh, um, yeah, went up to uh, Chicago for Riot Fest, got to see Motion City, uh, doing a little prep work before their main tour, uh, got to see Morrissey, didn't think I ever cared to, but, yeah, like, uh, oddly enough, like, I need to bootleg all his stuff now. He's supposed <laughs> to put on a hell of a concert. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, like, the dude's, like, in his 60s now. Yeah. He still puts on a we show. Do, yeah. But, but there was, like, that show had, like, some really good acts. How was MGK? I didn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> Machine gun pussy ain't for me, bro. Yeah. But who was supposed to be in that slot? Man, somebody. Slipknot, right? They were there. They were Sun. But they who, were Sunday's close. Who was initially supposed to close on Sunday? Uh, I thought it was a pretty big act. Yeah. Oh, it was Nine Inch Nails. Yes. And they dropped out. Could you imagine oh, paying COVID, in advance right? to yeah. see Nine Inch Nails at your festival, and then like, like. Okay. A month before, they're like, sorry, Nine Inch Nails isn't coming, but we'll give you MGK. <sighs> so, that's, a lot that's of the people tough. bought tickets for last year's yeah. oh, Riot Fest. Oh, yeah. So, those tickets were honored, but the same act. So, uh, My Chem, My Chemical Romance, yeah. was supposed to be there, and they postponed until next year. Oh, man. So, so you, I initially, the only bands I cared to see... We're on Friday, and that was my show. Yeah, I, I paid my one forty, and on top of that, they decided to throw in an extra day on Thursday. Yeah, um, Motion City did. No, the uh, whole Riot Fest. Oh, cool. Yeah, so it was more I like just a, pull a, bands out of their butt to do an extra an extra day worth of. They're all shows. sitting at home twiddling their thumbs. Yeah, just, really. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was catered more towards like the carnival rides and stuff that were already there. Yeah. And you know, last minute like Alkaline Trio did the Thursday show. Really? Is that what Skiba's doing? Like bouncing back and forth between Alkaline and Blink? Sure. Okay. Oh well, obviously because Blink isn't touring right now. Right. Because Mark. Uh, shout, shout out, out to, to Mark, Mark Hoppus and and fight the good fight. Mark Hoppus, the bass player from Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah. And I think cancer. he's oh, he's really? in remission oh, right now. Actually, yeah. like he nice. he posted a picture of his hair coming in all white. Yes, oh, yeah. Yeah. Doom, doom, doom. Well, if you go back next year, I would love to see My Chemical Romance live. Yeah, I'd yeah. Like, that. come in. Like, maybe this time next year, we'll do live in Chicago. I think I have our topic for the day. All right, perfect. Covers, musical covers. All right. That you appreciate more than the original. 
Okay. All right. Ladies like and gentlemen, that, yeah. we'll go we have that. our topic. Yeah. We got it. We didn't know what we were going to talk about. This is clearly you can see our planning process. We a lot goes into it when we're we're getting to figure it yeah. out. Hey, shout That's out to Brett. Hey, what's text. up, Brett? We always can count on Brett Kurtz. He's um, he's our hey Chris. Hey. Right. Fall off yes. style. Yeah. What's going on, Brett? We love you, brother. Um. So yeah, but carry on. So. So um, yeah. Um. So Thursday Shore was oddly entertaining because it was Alkaline Trio and uh, Morrissey as the closer. And then Friday, um, I... Ooh, and it was so frustrating. So... Wait, wait, wait. First, I need to give a shout out to Harrison the Florida Man and Aaron the Cheesehead. Yes. And if you guys haven't heard us talk about it before, please go check out the Tailgate podcast. Um, those guys put on an awesome show. And in honor of them, um, what are we drinking today, DTP guys? Oh, do we do toilet um, water? Toilet, yeah, just some swell. Oh, that's perfume. Nobody drinks perfume. <laughs> oh, the toilet. Uh, go ahead. This is the. So, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Left or right? Oh, I didn't. Oh, go get the bottle. Oh no, that is the. Oh, bottle. you're drinking the small batch. Oh, I'll mm-hmm. go grab my bottle. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> right now, Armin Hilarious and I are having a small batch, 1792 bourbon. Shout out to uh, Gabby Nuzo. For the wonderful whiskey gift, we appreciate you. Love you, Gabs. And you, you guys drinking the same? Yeah. Yes. I'm having the West High Rendezvous Rye. Very tasty. And uh, for a little bit later in the evening, we've got this Oban Bay Reserve <laughs> single malt, the Night's Watch Game of Thrones special edition whiskey. Um, it's a Highland, but it might also be a Westerosi. I don't know. But it's delicious. Love Oban. All right, so... Uh, where were we? Cheers. Oh. Cheers, yes. First and foremost. Kampai. Kampai. Or as my people say, Skull. Skull. <laughs> Shout out to Nikolai Reichhorn for Skull. <laughs> I'm going to tag Nikolai in, in this post so that he can see it. Oh, I love it. Oh, I love it. beautiful. Skull. Oh, for Nikolai. Um, hmm. Yeah, so... Pop culture talk? Well, are we done with Riot Fest? We get, we get a, a full update, lowdown on Chicago? Oh, um, yeah. Mark Hoppus. Alkaline Trio is touring because Blink's on hiatus for Mark's recovery. Travis Barker is producing a whole new generation of, like, young... He is huge for pop, young people. Pop, whatever. He did, they... I think I talked about it earlier, but at, at the beginning of COVID, he did a Post Malone, like, live show. It was awesome. They killed... They did Nirvana. They did just Nirvana songs. Really? And it's really, really, really good. It's on YouTube and you can find it and donate. I'm sure the charity is still up, the link to go to the charity. But it's well worth um, listening to front to back. On top of it, coolest thing, they don't play Smells Like Teen Spirit. Yeah, they well, play all the deep cuts. Like It's yeah, really, really good. But he, the young people love him. And he's we think huge. about that. It's, like, well, he's also, uh, well, one... Dave Grohl, people, younger people yes. see Dave Grohl as a guitarist, but let's remember that Dave Grohl yeah. was a drummer for yeah. Nirvana, so yeah. Travis Barker, Dave Grohl, musicianship action. But people love Travis Barker now, too, because he's, he's like, super in love with Kourtney Kardashian. Yes. And they're, like, all over the place. Well, he plays over hip-hop albums and stuff, and I well, don't know if he does produ- yeah, producing, he's producing or songwriting, he's producing too. A, he's producing a lot of that. He's producing MGK right now, I'm pretty sure. Nice. So, I mean, he's uber-talented and plays good stuff. Yeah. Like, whether you... Like it or not, you can appreciate the music, musicianship yeah. that he does, and it's just. And who would have thought, like, 
way back in the day, all those like Aquabats albums before Blink found him, like a little, you know, crazy talented drummer from the Aquabats is going to be like one of the yeah. currently most influential musicians, musicians yeah. and like popular rock music because you know, yeah. it goes all over the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah, um, just to round out the, the Riot Fest, I went uh, principally to catch my favorite band, Motion City Soundtrack. Shout outs to them. And I saw them from a distance uh, at the festival. But that very same night, they uh, played a late night uh, set. And their opener are a new bunch of kids called Radkey. It's a band that looks like Jason Bear at all three stages of his current life. Hey, all right. Short hair, long yes. hair, long. <laughs> so shout I'm outs in. to I'm them. In. Yeah, yes. yeah Radkey can shred. I love nice. it. Nice. I love it, yeah. And then, um, yeah, the rest of the, the time was uh, pretty low-key. I went to uh, Lucky's. It's a pretty dope spot in Wrigleyville. And uh, I also and went to an unofficial Banksy exhibit. Oh, I saw that. Nice. I saw that. Running around. I saw that on Reddit. That's a awesome. little while ago. How was it? Um, I mean, as far as I mean, I'm uh, the uncultured swine that I am. I, I do enjoy a good graffiti exhibit. Um, <laughs> well, but, we, we grew up in Miami, so like, oh. yeah. Oh. And then oh, more stencils. Very hashtag cool. shout out to Crook and Chrome if he's still out there somewhere. Chrome Crook. Shout out to Chrome Crook if you're still running around Miami somewhere. Bro, they did. They had twenty. They they booked them for like twenty years each. So they might be out by now. Yeah. With time served. Shout out to Chrome Crook. Chrome Crook had like half of Miami tagged. Oh really? Oh yeah. They they had like his full time job. Yeah. In like the craziest places, like like above I ninety five on a highway sign. We. That random. So we went to the beach today. Well, we're driving out there, and it's we went to uh, Cape Canaveral. Yeah, it's an empty stretch of highway. They had like a cement barrier, and it was tagged. And I was like, "Who the who the hell does this? Like, what? How did you get out here? Like, it's all construction zone." I was like, "That was tagged." And then the porta potties were all tagged. I was like, "Why would you even? Who does this? Yeah. Like, why why would you do no, imagine like, that?" How Everywhere do you do it on all I-95 in Miami <laughs> when there's always traffic in yeah. I-95? How did you yeah. get a ladder out to oh, get yeah. to the pole to climb up there to tag the back what of the, the highways? Yeah, what is Chrome the Banksy? In through the outdoors, awesome. Did yeah. you guys watch that? That's yeah. such oh, a you, cool... You mean exit through the... Exit, exit, exit through the... the in through the, the outdoor is the Led Zeppelin. that you do at home, yeah. bro. That's the Led Zeppelin. Wait, was that some sort of... Nope. Skull. <laughs> but it, yeah great great documentary I feel like it was a Banksy piece that they he knew what was going on the entire time but yeah, yeah just a cool well, little like, insight on graffiti culture how they do it like oh, yeah. documentary style and then moves into what I think is a narrative but yeah yeah and then ultimately it's like the, the perversion of his craft yes right, right. that dude who like he like he's Supposedly his friend, but ultimately... I think it was fake. Like, if you ask me, it was fake, and Banksy put him up and was selling his art through him, and it was oh, done. Yeah. Like, it was done as, like, a mirror on graffiti culture and pop culture. Like, how it comes, pop com, art. It becomes absorbed how it becomes like, pop culture. Yes, and yeah. fake, and like, just, yeah. How how the corporate... Commercialized, and, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. That's Perver- perverted. We're gonna, we're, I guess we're going to have to have a, a, a deep dive review. Into graffiti. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, exit through the gift shop so that we can we can hit that further. Because it's 
Yeah, it's in the title. Like yeah. it's yeah, but that's a whole other conversation. Uh, what's going, what else is going on in pop culture? I've, you've been driving, and I've been under a rock. Well, yeah, but I've been podcast galore. Oh, was, um, <laughs> we are now four weeks into Why the Last Man. I yeah. Mean, so, do you remember when that comic came out? Yeah, Brian K. Vaughn's one of my all-time favorite yeah. writers. He's in my Mount Rushmore favorite comic book writers. He's How, awesome. So it's top four. I think so. Yeah. Behind Frank Miller. Frank Miller, Grant Morrison, Grant Alan Morrison Moore. and Alan Moore. Okay. I think he's up there. I mean, Scott Snyder is behind him. Um, Neil Gaiman's close. If he would have done well, more comic he's book a great writing. Too, so. But in a Brian, good way. Brian K. Vaughn, he's. He's there. He, we talk batting average is huge for me. Yeah. Like not just having good and bad stuff, which Alan Moore has a lot of crap too. That's true. But like yeah, Brian K. Vaughn, I feel like that's a DC thing though. The, well, no, his Lost Girl stuff is mediocre oh, at best. Yeah, right. Like especially his later stuff, which everyone kind of falls off. But Brian K. Vaughn is so good. Like Paper Girls is awesome. There's so much good stuff that he does, and. Uh, yeah, Why the Last Man is Outstanding. Yeah. That's actually the comic book that got my wife into comic books. Like, I kind of weaned her on to that. And then, like, the first full run of a book that she read was Why the Last Man. And she really, really, really That's awesome. Yeah, I loved, I loved that story. Um, I haven't seen the series yet. So. I haven't either. I literally watched the first 30 seconds and then stopped and was like, all right, I need to watch this with my wife. Yeah, and watch it properly, right? Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. just when I throw something on while I'm editing mm -hmm. or processing and, and it's in the background and I'm kind of aware, but mm -hmm. no, yeah. It, I mean, again, I and love it. And it's getting books, great so. reviews, right? So, yeah, I jumped on <laughs> it that's like the, the first day I got into Chicago because I got in so early. Yeah. And my brother-in-law, like, I, he let me pop it on and I was into, like, all three episodes. Nice. And it's like, ooh, no, I didn't, I didn't think I didn't like. And it's on Prime. It's on Hulu. Hulu. Yeah, got it. But it's uh, FX on Hulu. Hey, did okay. you read the comic books? I. It's over there on the bookshelf. You'll I take did... it with you. Oh, okay. <laughs> you do, no, it's... I don't. I actually, I don't want to read it. I want to like experience the show and then come back to it because I have the spark notes in my mind of the wiki of what of what happened in yeah. the story, but I want to really like delve into the show give the give the show yeah. a, shit, oh, a chance to, to exist yeah. independently of the comic book if they decide to do that it's i don't think it's a spoiler and this guy is close to being on the mount rushmore but like kirkman did kirkman do walking dead mm -hmm. robert, robert kirkman yeah where walking dead kind of the story comes back and just is this same thing oh, over and mean? over again yeah it's it's lived even past in it's... the comic book once you get to like issue 46 whatever it is yeah. like then it's just rehashing where this it changes and they throw twists in the oh, the ending not the last comic the second to last comic is probably like the most emotional comic okay one of yeah. the like it's yeah. one of the greatest so it's so so good go, sorry minor spoilers if you're into <laughs> if you're into comics go read why the last man if you're into tv go watch why the last man and get back to us let us know what you think yeah um Speaking of uh, adaptations, my favorite fantasy series, I know we've talked about it before, is getting a television adaptation, Wheel of Time, coming to Amazon Prime next month. Um, Robert Jordan is, like, a lot of people say he's, like, the modern, or was, I guess, then, in the 90s, or in the 2000s, the modern Tolkien with his world building mm -hmm. and his character design, and strong, empowered female characters with, with independence and agency. Uh, that show looks great. Uh, Rosamund Pike is... Is, is the lead right now. Uh, 
I'm super excited about that. No spoilers from for Wheel of Time for me because I want you guys to, to be able to enjoy it too. But you should check. If you I have will, time to read the you, books, you can check out the check out the series. It's, they, the first book has been done as a graphic novel too, so you can read it comic book style. If you want to like, I'll have to check it out because I just got talked into reading the Belgariad. Oh, I, oh yeah, I love David Eddings too. Yeah, and one influenced the other, right? Yeah, and so. Let me get... Th- should I get through that first? Yeah, finish okay. Finish the Bulgariad. Um, Wait, how many? There's like seven books. Should I just, just read the, the first the three, three? The first okay. trilogy. Okay, all right. Uh, and then yeah, you can that's... choose to jump ship if you want to. All right, yeah. Uh, but the Bulgariad doesn't have a show. No, 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 no. So... <laughs> that you can then... Clock is ticking, later. yeah. Yeah. Um, let's see, Wheel of Time. What else? Oh, my second favorite book series is also getting a television adaptation. Berenstein Bears? <laughs> that's my wife's series okay all right yes yeah oh spoilers you got no people yeah. know her. Well, my name's jason bear um <laughs> but uh you <laughs> <He> love that <laughs> um <laughs> but uh no Anne rice is uh is allowing interview with the vampire to get a television adaptation. oh nice um, and Grey Worm from Game of Thrones has been cast as one of the leads as, as Louis. Uh, oh. Brad Pitt's character from the, from the first film. Very Black nice. Black. So, hesitantly excited about Interview of the Vampire television adaptation. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I that enjoyed the book. Probably too. Kirsten like Dunn's best role. That's what I keep saying. Like, she peaked at that like or, nine. That or, it, it's that or Melancholia, I would say. Yeah, still, it's one of those two. Yeah, yeah but she's. The, I, I would say, I mean, as great as Bring It On is. Yeah, but that's Gabrielle Union's. That's, that's yes, yeah, yeah. But I think that's. I think, yeah, she peaked in nine years old, nine years old, whatever. She, How yeah. she But she's yeah. great. And Tom Cruise is really good in it. Brad Pitt is very good. Christian um, Slater's good. Christian Slater's good. The one that's kind of it is Antonio Banderas is kind of it. Yeah, he's hamming it up, too. But, you know, famously. Um, Who's supposed? What's his name? River Phoenix was supposed yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. So, but excited about um, said about an Anne Rice, and I think I don't remember. I think that they optioned her Mayfair Witches series too, so we might get like nice double Anne Rice. And if, if one does well, then who's doing it? Ah, uh, Netflix you know? maybe. It's okay. either Netflix. It's either Netflix or Prime. Okay. Um, or maybe it's AMC. Like I don't remember. Yeah. Not important. No. Uh, pressing on. Uh, let's see. We got music with Travis Barker. We got uh, kind of sports. No, we didn't get sports. Anything happening in sports right now? You, well, you showed me the uh, Anderson Silva. Yeah, Anderson Silva smoking and that was, Tito Ortiz. Well, I guess... It, yeah, we it, talked about that in the last it's one. It's kind yeah. of old news, but I think that does show... And now I know it's both... They're both MMA fighters, but it shows what a great athlete... Anderson, Anderson Silva is, oh, yeah. and if if there was money in boxing, I think a lot of these guys, and Conor McGregor included, would have gone to boxing, but they chose a mixed martial arts because that's where the money is. But it, if boxing would take care of, care of itself, yeah. like there's, we've talked about, there's a direct inverse correlation between. You think it's maybe that boxing, boxing going down and MMA going up, and if boxing didn't stink and they didn't screw themselves over for years of. Poor fights, poor championship fights. Well, yeah, I was going to say that. Do you think boxing uh, only has room for fights. one star at a time? No, absolutely. No, but and I, I think like, we're learning that now. I meant I like think, it, the, the, the understanding of that over the last 15 years. Because like May- Mayweather, of course, has been kind of dominating. And then 
But he's done a terrible job. He's picking terrible fights. Right, I know. But I mean, as like the face of boxing. Um, Pacquiao kind of before Mayweather. Klitschko before Pacquiao. No, I I think boxing, if if they would have done it correctly, could be huge. But they they haven't. It's been mismanaged. The convoluted belt system. Yeah. The way the, the fights are, the way... Mayweather didn't have any good fights. He had a few good fights in his prime, but like he didn't fight Pacquiao. He didn't have these great fights and just waited and just fought fights that he could win. And it was good yeah. for his career, but for the sport of boxing, it suffered. And boxing doesn't have a, what's his name? A Dana White to kind oh, of so. control things, whether you like the guy or hate him. He's, good, he's done a great job of managing UFC and as MMA a whole, as a whole. Yeah, MMA, yeah. where it's like there's nothing we're stagnant gonna... about UFC or MMA in general, and he picks the matchups. Right, and it's yeah. like we're going to pick these guys match up well together, and there's sometimes they don't work out, but it's huge because it's like we want to get butts and seats and eyeballs on pay per view, and boxing has screwed themselves by, yeah, by letting the fighters and, and their, their managers, yeah, yeah just kind of ruin that sport, and yeah. it's and we're seeing it because so many people are watching boxing now, whether it's Two MMA guys who have a fake, you know, rivalry with each yeah. other. These guys don't care about each other. Ortiz and Silva. Yeah, yeah, like these guys don't care. Like I mean, Ortiz or, or knows how to or, talk or trash or and everything. YouTube personality. Yeah, so people want to watch this stuff, but it just they they mismanaged it, and it's a shame because it is the sweet science. It is fun to watch. It is exciting when done correctly with a good matchup. Yeah, boxing hasn't been popular or like. Big in like the last 10 years. And the Klitschko's are part of it too. The yeah. Klitschko's should have either been forced to fight each other hey, or they should have relinquished You've seen themselves. those guys fight? Do you really want to get between them and their mom? No. Okay then. <laughs> but, you get, but you know what I'm saying? Like they screwed, they screwed over the sport of boxing. And if I'm a Klitschko, I would have done the same thing. Like I'm not going to fight my brother. But you needed a third party arbiter to say... You guys are the number one contenders. You need to fight each other or you're going to have to get rid of the belt. Vacate the, yeah. Yeah, the title. There needs to be something. You need to figure it out whether it's a huge purse or something along the lines. But they didn't figure it out because, again, the managers are running the sport. Yeah. And have ruined it well, and, since and Don running. King, right? Or yeah. probably even pre-Don King. Yeah. Only in America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, uh, you've got Oban. So. Yeah. Prost. Prost. Kampai. Cheers. Salut. Salut. Let me get, let me get the nose of this. Was there grapes in this? What's in the nose? I mean, get a little smoky. Of course, a little... There's like a grape. Almost a bum. It's the bones of wildlings. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, that's smooth. That's dynamite. So I picked up the Loglevin. Wow. And yeah. it doesn't compare to the I did, I Didn't I say that earlier? Like it the just 16? Yeah. No, the was it the Lannister one? Oh, yes. the, yeah. okay, okay. Uh, the special edition Game of Thrones one. Yeah, it just wasn't It wasn't there. I, I mentioned that earlier. Yeah. But they... I would heard that they were all I mean, really good. is good whiskey. But it's a it's a younger... It is. It's a blend. Right? Or it's yeah. a single malt. It might be a single malt, but it's not, a, not an age like, an like their normal stuff. Because my Loglevin in there is phenomenal. So. And so uh, the 11 barrel-aged, um, what's his name, Ron Swanson, was really, yeah. really, really good. That was just, it, it was beautiful. Yeah. 
All right, are we ready? So I know we didn't have time to prep this, but you know, rack your brains, think about your music that you love, think about who covers that music, and who do you think produced a cover that is superior to the original? In your opinion, right? I'm not, we're not talking yeah, about Yeah, no. It's, and I can go first if it, if it helps. I've got one. Do you want me to? I'll go. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and I'm diehard Prince fan, and I think he is one of the <clears throat> greatest musicians of all time. On the top of my head, Nothing Compares to You by Sinead O'Connor, I think is the best cover. I mean, Nothing Compares to You by Prince is very, very, very good. But Sinead O'Connor's version is emotional. It's great. All it's, right. it, it's There's a depth to it. She has a beautiful voice. And that's peak Sinead O'Connor. And is I that just, is that just the Irish in you? Because she's Irish, yeah. yes. <laughs> and be, just I knew that was coming Well, no it, it, no, it evens out because you know I don't like Sinead O'Connor just because she, she's Irish. Because I'm Catholic and on live television, right, okay. she tore up a picture yeah. of the Pope. So that lets you know that I'm not just... You know. Yeah. All right. You got one or you want me to go next? Uh, go for it. Uh, for me, uh, it's going to be Metallica's version of Turn the Page. I'm a, I'm a yeah, I love Bob Seger. The Bob love, Seger it is very good. The it's Bob Seger version good. is great. But I, in my opinion, I think that the Metallica version... They just, I think they just played that, that on song, Hard Knocks. It's how that song is supposed to be played. That's, um, okay. You know, it's James, a good one. James Hetfield's voice just kind of showing the... Ang- Bob Seger doesn't have anguish in his voice when he sings that song. He's still got that kind of... I'm always hearing Boys of Summer and, and that kind of... It's... No, hippie, you're... Hippie, well, vibe you know easy going it feels like bob seger wrote that song on the road and then sang it in the studio six months later right it feels like metallica heard that song in the road and then while they're on the road they record right. it like and then, they and then the video too, like super they're... deep with the mm-hmm. you know the stripper turned prostitute turned whatever she's trying to raise her yeah the whole thing i you know the whole package for me okay uh yeah okay all right so I got a handful. Of, I, I mean, I want to hear worst ones. I've got one that. Oh, or, oh worse! I can go better. worse before we get better. Okay, so go for it. Um, I absolutely loathe uh, Guns Guns and Roses version of uh, uh, Live and Let Die. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Throwback yeah. to, to last, last week. week. Yes, Throwback yeah. to last week. <laughs> I think I said that I enjoyed that song last With week. With like the Guns N' Roses version? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think it's terrible. I think they bring it up, but I get I get your hate for that because it's, it's it, definitely It doesn't different. compare. Yeah. And if you're not going to... Com- if you're not going to outdo it, then... Yeah. yeah, I feel the same way about the Panic at the Disco version of Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, like you... It's... It's not the worst cover, but it's... Stay in your lane. Don't it's, go yeah. don't go head to head with Freddie Mercury right. at his prime. And don't. well it's like so compared to like the Disney remakes, how they're like just cash grabbing for all their You mean like IPs? when they did like Fall Out Boy, Panic did Nightmare Before Christmas and like those things? Oh, you're talking about the films. The films. Okay. I'm all caught up. So um why would you do a remake of Aladdin? That at that movie, the animated version. Well and Lion King too is a massive. No, 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 no. I mean yeah, I mean, Lion King is a cover to begin with. Right. But like... Hashtag Kimba. The <laughs> Hashtag white, I stand The Kimba. white lion. Okay, but go ahead. Um, yeah, but you can't... You're not going to live up to Aladdin no matter what you do. You, you can't bring Robin yeah. Williams back. Mm-hmm. Right. And there's it's just one of the a greatest magic. voiceover performances of all time. Or great. Yeah. Voice acting. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't... 
you can't relive that magic. So why even try? I mean, you're gonna put butts in seats, but ultimately you're gonna do a disservice to the story. That's true. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Like, yeah. So my, I don't even know if it's cover, but "Come with Me" by Puff Daddy. Yeah. I like that song. I am not even an apologist. That is a great song. Is it though? At me, bro. It's a great. It's a great. Anything you rhyme over, it's gonna be good. I can. If you give me ten minutes, I can come up with something. Yeah. So it's a sample of Cash Me. Yeah. But uh. That's what. That's what stuck up. I guess it's not a sample, but it's. That's kind of like like. Using Eminem and Aerosmith, right? Like, same for the moment. Yeah. Um, Brett Brett came on and said, uh, Sound of Silence. By who? Sound of Silence. Um, the Sound of Silence by Disturbed? Disturbed, I think, is a cover. I was thinking uh, Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> I will see your Sound of Silence Cash. by Disturbed and raise oh, you disturbed. if I ever lose my faith in you. By Disturbed. Oh, if I, I was going to say... It's pretty hardcore. What's the uh, Phil Collins song? Aaron the Unite? No. Um, <laughs> you'll what be is in my heart? No, it's... Uh, you'll know. Or it's a Genesis What's the, song. Susu Sudia? The world... Oh, fuck. It's like... It's a, fudge. It's <laughs> like Disturbed. Live. It's like one of the... It's probably their highest rated song. Okay. I will go to, pull, yeah. to, again, going back to best. Land um, of Confusion. Oh, yeah. Did Disturbed do a cover of that? Yeah. yeah. They did that, a pretty good album. That was, te- that was in the 10,000 Fists album. Yeah. The, but that's a good, that's a solid album, cover. I think it's like all covers, but their rendition of If I Ever Lose My Faith in You was... It's, yeah, it was really good. It was it's, spot on. Mm. Um, I get a little bit of controversy for this one, but I'm going to go ahead and say, again, I think Superior to the Original. I think the Michael Jackson cover of Come Together is superior than the Beatles version. Oh, that's incorrect, but... No, that's your entitled that's, to your opinion? Yeah. I just holds in opinions. Everybody's got uh, opinions. No. no, that's... But that's uh, no, it's... It's, it's interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just think that, that it's... You know, the Beatles song is kind of folk pop song yeah. and Michael turns it into a rock song and I think that the bass it just yeah. it just drives it's just no, more it's aggressive yeah. and it drives harder who produced I think that who produced that that would have been um, Barry Gordy was it Barry Gordy it's a well produced I mean it's a well produced song yeah. I wasn't yeah, it wouldn't have been Smokey Robinson. That would have been early. Oh, speaking of Smokey Robinson, Smokey Robinson will be in Celebration performing in one of his rare... Lo- not Celebration. In the Villages in December. Oh, really? Rare Smokey Robinson nice. sighting. Nice. Do you have to live in the Villages to see it? No, it's gonna. Be, it's their open-air theater, so you can just probably just drive in. Um, but That'd Victory awesome. Productions... Uh, Shout-out to Victory Productions here in Orlando is... I don't know how they got Smokey Robinson, but they got Smokey Robinson, so he's going to do... You got a conglomerate of rich old people that are... To pay for you know, it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they'd have had a year worth of uh, money just kind of sitting in there. So yeah. let's uh, so, let's blow some and point on like, Smokey. And, and as much as I love some Smokey Robinson, I guess young people don't know who Smokey Robinson is. But you don't you don't need to know who he is. All he needs to do know, is sing one of his music, songs. Right? And it's yeah. like, oh yeah. Or just look at the list of people he's produced. Michael Jackson, and it's, The Temptations. It's all, a who's who. Everybody. Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a so, who's who of... Um, artist. Okay, moving on since my, my Michael Jackson cover is getting some hate apparently. 
No, well, that's what it's all about, right? We want to know. Let's yeah. be a little polarizing. Do you want to keep going with songs? I can't yeah. think of any. Um, actually, one that my buddy Polly Kramer turned me on to, um, My Chemical Romance, and this is if you enjoy punk rock, pop punk, mm-hmm. emo music, My Chemical Romance and The Used teamed up for a cover of Under, Under Pressure. Pressure. Oh, really? That is pretty solid. I like that it's a... Uh... They did it together, and it's yeah. If this sucks, it's not just my fault. (laughs) (laughs) If this sucks, it's not just my Ken. (laughs) Um, Oh, and another one that I I really appreciate because speaking about Riot Fest, right in Chicago, Smashing Pumpkins performed, which that was kind of out of nowhere. But um, well, it isn't. They're Chicago. Chicago Yeah. yeah. Um, And as much as I love Smashing Pumpkins as artists, as musicians. Something about Billy Corgan's voice just scratches the back of my brain in a weird way. <laughs> um, but Panic at the Disco does a live version of Tonight Tonight. Nice. That is awesome. Yeah, see, that's where it works. Like, they're probably better voice than Billy. Oh, for sure. And that's where I think the heart of a good cover is. Like, maybe a great, well-written song, and we're going to have a better singer. And you have to have a bar low, like... Don't do a cover of Whitney Houston song because her voice is better than anybody. Right, yeah. Right? Like, it's... Now you do... They did a Higher Love kind of remix and everything, and it's pretty good, but it's like, don't uh, go head-to-head. You know... Don't you know, go head-to-head with Whitney just Houston. Just change genres. If you change genres, it's okay. And Whitney Houston did it. Dolly, Dolly Parton. Dolly Parton. Yeah. You have a great... You're a great songwriter with a very good voice, but not... Not Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Voice. She's all-time... That is probably yeah. the second most popular... Whitney Houston song. The song we're talking about is um, "I Will Always." Love I will you. always love you. Yes. Second most popular Whitney Houston song, behind "I Want to Dance with Somebody." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. That's top. And two. then you do like it. Let's stand the Dolly Parton train. Um, Jolene, Jack White and the White Stripes. I think it was White Stripes pre Jack White being solo. Not the Rican Tours or Rackin Tours. No. White Stripes. Yeah, White Stripes does Jolene, and it's outstanding. It's really, really yeah. good. Same lyrics. He keeps it as like he will, you know. Yeah, his, all, his don't take me from another man, and it's awesome. He has that whiny kind of high voice, and it's great. It's a really, really, really good yeah. cover. But don't, don't go head to head. Don't try and so, so replicate. I now, like, try and to add something White, like, different. Singing, singing Jolene, like trying to get this loved person yeah. back and not having them cheat with whatever but then like the flip side of that is him singing like well you're pretty good looking for, for a girl, girl. my heart it is still broken the same. I don't, is that on is the that style I think what it's I don't know. Elephant or DeStyle? No, it's before it might even be on white blood cells mm-hmm. but whatever Yeah, somebody knows but yeah um, other covers that we enjoy more than the original um, I'm going to switch it up a little bit. And uh, so back in the day, I didn't really care much for the Beatles. Like, I still don't care much. I mean, I appreciate the Beatles as brilliant songwriters. John Lennon and McCartney, yeah. the team. Maybe not Ringo, but... McCartney may, may be the greatest songwriter of yeah. all time. Um, but I, to your point, in a moment, I think, I think for the most part, I do appreciate Beatles covers almost more than I mm-hmm. appreciate... Beatles music only because the music is so of its time well that's why it's timeless it's a little different but like but it's why love is so effing good it's one of the greatest albums of all time I know you have to remove but they remix it they put take Ringo's drums and throw it under a different song and move it around it's just the words are so good and it's so fluid and you can change a pop song into a rock song and, and a 
upbeat song into a love song, vice yeah. versa, and everything. It's great. They're just they're great musicians, top to bottom. Yeah. But yeah. Um, Sorry. Go ahead. No, no. With that being said, um, so I got into I unwittingly got introduced to Beatles songs through Sergio Mendes. Okay. And his album Brazil '66, which was basically a love letter to all things Beatle at the time, um, but his rendition of Norwegian Wood. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is good. With the female vocals, just like brings it up. Yeah. A notch between what is a whiskey and what becomes a scotch of music. Yeah, yeah. All right, yeah. I like that. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. 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 Uh, Come by. Skull. Uh, uh, yeah. Salute. <laughs> mm. uh, other covers that I like more than the original, not necessarily better, but I like more. Going back to, I guess, Seeger here. I like the Atari's version of Boys of Summer. Oh, I've never heard that. I'll have to find it. Yeah, we'll play it later. I'll play it. We'll <laughs> play it. Yeah. Uh, it's it's got that kind of '90s punk rock gallop galloping rhythm. It's the same song, saxophones replaced by electric guitars. But the guitars are such a beachy band, right? Southern California '90s punk rock. Yeah. Um, they changed some of the lyrics instead of uh, like "Deadhead." They mentioned "Black Flag." I got a black flag sticker on a Cadillac. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. But um, and it's. It's like one of the first like punk goes pop songs. Remember those albums? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's it kind of plays like that. I like it. Yeah. So, uh, what else we got? Um, I, I think it might be a, about time, but I don't think any song cover did as much more than the original as "Hurt" by Johnny Cash. Oh, and great his cover call. of "Hurt." Yeah. From Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, so well, that's kind got, of crazy backwards well, too, right? Yeah, like, and you've got Rick Rubin producing yeah. that album too, right? Yeah. And I think even um, uh, Trent Reznor was like, that's Oh yeah, he, like when he that's heard it, yeah. he's like, it's, oh, it's not even same, mine anymore. Not to step it, same thing, Bob Dylan said the same thing about All Along the Watchtower. Yes. That's the one, I yeah. think that's the answer. Like, Or Hurt, I think it's one of it's those. It's one of those two. Same artist, like Bob Dylan was like, this is Jimmy... Jimmy Anders song. Yeah. He he took it over. And this is that, a Jimmy song. Isn't that wild too? So like, normally it's the other way around. Yeah. Where you've got, like even with Hendrix, you've got a younger artist doing a cover of of an older artist's classical work to try to make it their own. Um, you know, kind of, you know, not for anything, but like uh, Buble doing Santa Baby, right? Yeah. Eartha Kitt. Yeah. That's an Eartha Kitt song. Yeah. Buble does it well. He's a crooner. It sounds great, but still an Eartha Kitt song. Yeah. Where now this is like seasoned... This is mine now. ...veteran artists and going so, forward in time to, to... I mean, Nine Inch Nails is their own genre at this point. And yeah. then, you know... And that, that pulling inspiration a, from the, the next generation to reinvigorate... It's such a great the, song. The, ...the industry, I guess. Oh, yeah. And it's a better music video. Well, because... Heard it's not quite because which album is that on? It's on there. His final album. You're talking no, about no, 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 no. The Nine Inch Nails. Um, that's in the same one. Their second or third album. But anyways, it's a little bit that techno, the driving beat, yeah. a little the, bit, and it's a little less. Yeah, the industrial tone where he completely changed it, and the music video 
And did he with he he died within a it's year? It's on of downward that. spiral. He died within a year of that song coming out, right? Yeah. Like, and he's I think June Carter had died not too long before that, maybe, or she died right after he did. But it's like there is a breath of a lifetime of drug use, regrets, hard living, all that stuff, and it all comes through like. Johnny Cash is one of the few artists, like, if you put a song on, I will enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Like, he has, and I get that a lot of it's maybe not carbon copied, but he has his own style of song. But his, all of his music is great. At least, it's good. It's good, yeah. It's well, you never, you never all of his music is good. Yes, like, all of his music like, is good. Yeah. But Hurt just, you can feel it. Like, it comes through, and I think a lot of it is Rick Rubin. I think a lot of it is the fact that like Rick Rubin produced that album and it comes through. I don't know what magic he found, but Rick Rubin. We might have to do a high watermark Rick Rubin sometime soon. Well, um, going way back from LL Cool J. LL Cool J. Well, LL and the Beastie Boys. Yeah. Coming up to Johnny Cash to Eminem to like. He's done every. He is the. Is he Mount Rushmore of producers? Ooh, that's a tough one. I would put him because he's still got. But he has, uh, he's done every genre. He's done. Yeah. Well, like Babyface though, right? Babyface is up there. Yeah, and yeah, and Smokey Robinson. Smokey Robinson. Well, Babyface and and Smokey Robinson are like, Mm -hmm. like the. Now I have become the master, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's kind of that lineage. Um, but yeah, so it might he might be up there. I think that's the Stanley Kubrick. He is the. Stanley Kubrick yeah, well, of beard. <laughs> producing. Beard has a lot to do with it. But the depth of whether it's a war movie, a rom-com, a, yeah, an action film, a whatever it is, a period piece in Barry Lyndon where Rick Rubin has done the entire gamut of hip-hop to country, yeah. pop music, contemporary, orchestral music. Like, he's just... Well, you Google best musical producers and Rick Rubin's face comes up first, so. Yeah. Saying something. He's, I mean, yeah. he's definitely, he's probably well, the best at, working producer. Like, in a lot of these guys, you see a Dr. Dre. Quincy see, Jones. Which, which are all great, but they're within their genres, right? Yeah. Oh, Jeff Lynn. Shout out to Jeff Lynn. Yeah. One of my all-time favorites. Though he did make a career off stealing the Beatles. But That's true. He's still great. Rick Baker. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Rick Baker, ba- Babyface, Linda Perry. The list is good. We we might have yeah. to do, we might have to do this and, and really break it down. Uh, Prince, although he only produces his own music, but oh, Shalimar is great. Yes, yeah, <laughs> and, and more staying the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but his music isn't his music almost crosses all genres too. Prince, yeah, like Brian Wilson, yeah. But say, I mean, still Phil Spector's in there. Yeah, yeah. there's Quincy Jones. Uh, Trevor Horn, George Martin. Yeah, so but we, George Martin's Beatles, like in that genre, and then now Rogers is great, but he's in that. Yeah, so funk, we, like all that stuff. Well, yeah, so I, I, I will say right now, he's in the Mount. Oh, Rushmore hey Liz, today, we missed so. you too. We'll see you soon, though. I hope. Uh, sorry guys, <laughs> we just got a live update from Liz. But yeah, we might have to do do a live or or a podcast deep yeah. best musical producers. It'd be really um, fun. And then we could, or we just do like the Mount Rushmore. Um, we'll do comedy, but we'll do Mount Rushmore of, of film directors, and we might have to break that down a little bit. And then I like it, Mount yeah. Rushmore of film producers. Yes, yeah, right. Well, I mean, it's probably going to be Spielberg. 
as the Spielberg watcher. or Joel Silver? As producer? As producer. Uh, hashtag spoilers. We'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. I think yeah. I've got a couple in my pocket. that. Okay, yeah. Uh, but I think music producers, since there's so much more... It's so subjective. And films are too, but yeah, like I said, a bit of, I, I feel like a music producer has so much more finite control over the product. Mm-hmm. Just because it's it's less it's not as dimensional multidimensional as a film is mm-hmm. so all right yeah um awesome any more covers you guys got anything else cover wise I think we have it covered <laughs> nerd alert um <laughs> all right well uh it's good to have you back in the sunshine state it's great to be back. back for a little while um yeah. To Rex Rebo hanging out in Florida, you're all out. You gotta. I'm out. Find something. Yeah. Do, oh. Oh. Yeah. Do that really quick. There, there we go. go. Beautiful. Hey, no. No. You're not, not gonna a... toast my whiskey with a beer. Especially it's not a pumpkin cider. That's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How basic can you be? Hey, shipyard is delicious. It's a pumpkin cider. It's not a cider. Pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin cider. It's pumpkin ale. Yeah. I, either way. Blech. Either way, none the whiskey. Yeah. None the wiser. Top, top Rex off, too. Is that the Oban? Yeah. yeah. Have? yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Until our watch is done. Or Happy until next time. trails to you. Until we meet again. Yeah. David Lee Roth does a great cover. cover. Yes, yes. (laughs) Van Halen. Yeah, I love it. All right. So, uh, with that being said, to Rex being in the Sunshine State, thank you guys for watching. If you've been watching live, we appreciate you. Thank you guys for listening. Like, follow, subscribe at the Digital Toilet Paper or Digital TP Podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. We appreciate you guys. Till next time, I'm Jason Bear. Rex Rebo. At Arnon Hilarious. Kampai. We'll see you next time. Score.